0: hello it is your host johnny from johnny's book reviews a site to help inspire you guys to go read so go read hopefully you guys are doing well it's a crazy week and i just hope that you guys are kicking it off this year on a good strong note for me yeah it's just been crazy and i hope you guys week is good as well it's just it's just been a crazy period of time and it's 2023 and it's, it's crazy right now. I don't even want to know what 20 the end of 2023 will be like. So I can't wait. So if you guys uh, like this podcast, definitely follow me for more. I'm dropping a podcast episode every Friday. And then if you guys want updates on re- what I'm reading, what uh, sign books I get, book reviews, etc. Definitely check out my Facebook Instagram, Twitter, and Goodreads at Johnny's Book Reviews. Now, if you guys want daily updates and videos over books that I read or the signed books that I get, definitely check out my YouTube channel at Johnny's Book Reviews. If you guys want book reviews, the written book reviews, or any questions that you have over reading, I provide a lot of questions that I get from uh, people over reading on my site at Johnny's Book Reviews. Dot com. I have a merch line. If you have not checked that out, definitely check it out at bonfire.com. It's B-Band Books merch line. Challenge yourself. Go read. And uh, Johnny's Book Reviews logo merch line. So definitely check that out at bonfire.com at Johnny's Book Reviews. And then also, finally, I have a book out. It's called 7 Tips to Read More. How have I have been able to read consistently for the last 741 days. And that book specifically talks about how I'm able to do it, how I'm able to read consistently. How I've been able to read for over 2 years in in a row. All right, the blurb is done, uh, you know, about my business, about you know, the Bonfire merch website, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Now, let's get into the episode. Now, the the episode is going to be over waxing on by ralph macho now i did already review that if you have not checked that out definitely check that out I provide a lot more in-depth review over that today i'm just going to talk a little bit more about it maybe provide some quotes from the book etc but that's what i'll do today and i'll give you guys a little bit more information because i did reread it again in 2022 so have you tried kindle unlimited or and or audible if you have tried those services, you kind of know they kind of suck, let's be honest here. Kindle Unlimited gives you a good amount of ebooks, but most of the time it's just independently published books. Now, they do have some books on there that are popular, but most of the time it's not the case. It's mostly independently published books. And the other thing with Audible is that you or you basically pay 15.99 per month, which is Insane for only one book, you only get one credit, so that one credit buys you one audiobook, it's horrible, and so they have to wait until the next month to buy another book. No, why don't you buy or potentially start up a membership with a program that allows you to have access to 500,000 audiobooks and over a million ebooks and magazines? This is called, but Scribe is essentially Kindle Unlimited and Audible combined. Kindle Unlimited and Audible on steroids. It's so much better and a better option. And also, I love saving and helping people save money, specifically on books because it's so expensive. And then also, audiobooks are hella expensive, right? They really are. They're roughly twenty to twenty-five dollars per book. Now, here's the thing: Scribe.com allows you to have access to their entire library of books again 500,000 audiobooks 1 million ebooks and magazines for only 11.99 per month that's insane that's saving you hundreds to thousands of dollars per month if you read avidly like me like if i was going to listen to the amount of audiobooks i listen to per month which is roughly four to five that's almost like one to two hundred uh yeah one to two hundred dollars per month that's insane i'm saving that much money roughly that's unbelievable no that's that's insane so also the other benefit the cool thing too is that they have a ton of bestseller books that uh they add on there so they have a lot of new release books like for example i was able to get i'm glad my mom died by jen mccurdy i was able to also listen to christmas carol by charles dickens i was also able to listen and i'm going to listen to greg Gatsby" by f scott fitzgerald it's it's so cool because they have a lot of older books and then also new release books and i love the selection they have it's so much better than all, kindle unlimited and then also the price, I'm able to get so many audiobooks for a better price than Audible. So, all right, if you use my, my referral link at scribe.com, S C R I B D dot slash G, slash nine R seven F C S, you'll get two months free. Uh, this basically allows you to kind of check out the. The, uh, the website and see what they offer they, again they offer our 1 million audiobooks ebooks and magazines this is a pretty good offer actually it's one of the best offers I've ever heard of and it's only 1199 but hey you get two free months with that referral link so it's scribe.com g slash9r again you get two free months definitely check it out start listening to awesome audiobooks and again it's scribe.com g slash9r. 7FCS. First off, what is this book about? So, before we get into that, let's talk about Ralph Macho. Ralph Macho is the actor who started in Karate Kid that made Ralph Macho a household name. Everyone knew him as the Karate Kid and this really put him on the map, essentially, and this really defined his life as an actor and so in this book specifically he mentions a lot about what he did in the karate kid and he talks a lot about specifically the the film the pop culture and his own life so this is what amazon.com has to say about it so this is kind of the information about the book on amazon.com here it is so since the Karate Kid first craned, kicked its way into the pop culture stratosphere in June 1984, there hasn't been a week where Rolf Macho hasn't heard familiar shouts of, wax on, wax off, or sweep the leg. Now with Macho reprising his role as Danny LaRusso in the number one ranked Netflix show, Kai, he is finally ready to look back at this classic movie and give the fans something they've longed, craved. The book will be Rolf Macchio's celebratory reflection on the legacy of the karate kid in film, pop culture, and his own life. It will be a comprehensive look at a film that shaped him as much as it influenced the world. Macchio will share an insider's perspective of the untold story behind his starring role, the innocence of the early days, the uh, audition process, and the and the filmmaking experience, as well as take readers through the birth of some of the film's most iconic moments, like the crane kick. Ultimately, the book centers on the film itself, focusing on the reason that the characters and themes have endured in such a powerful way, and how these personal experiences have impacted Macho's life. It will bring readers back to the day that met Daniel LaRusso and Mr. Miyagi for the first time, but will also provide a fascinating lens into how our past shape all of us and how the past can come back to enrich one's life in surprising and wonderful ways. Again, that was from Amazon.com. It's a little bit of an information about the book Waxing On by Ralph Macho, and that's provided by amazon.com that's essentially what the book is about It, it really focuses on the karate kid and his experience with the karate kid if you guys want a logical sequenced episode definitely look at the waxing on by ralph macho episode i did on october 18th definitely check that out i provide the review over that book and I provide my thoughts of it when I first read it in a, before October 18th. Essentially, I provide my review over that. And honestly, I, I really liked it at that point. And then a couple months later, I decided in... Actually, a, a week ago, I decided to reread the book. So I got the audio book and I was like, wow, this is really good. So I was like, okay, I think it's uh, president that I probably should do another episode over this book because I love this book. I love how he wrote it. I love how he talked about it. I love how he was the narrator for it. It was just an overall great book and one of the best books that I've read for 2022. Actually, one of the better books that I've read in my entire life. I love biographies, and when you can write a good biography, it just makes it so much better. But for today, guys, I'll just talk to you guys specifically on the audiobook version, which one I like more, the audiobook or the physical book. I'll talk a little bit about the 80s movies and how I grew up with 80s movies. And it talks about how 80s movies kind of changed the cinematic movie world after. And I I think that is so true. I think uh, a lot of people have watched or watch 80s movies. And it's very important to kind of watch those movies, those iconic movies that have like shifted the movies after in the 1990s with Santa Claus, Forrest Gump, etc., And then obviously the 2000s and now 2022, there's a lot of great movies out that kind of, I don't think would have been as impactful, wouldn't have been as cinematic uh, if these 80s movies didn't really occur. And then I'll talk a little bit about, you know, the book in general, what I liked, again, and then I'll provide a little bit quotes and then overall like just gush about this book because it's a fucking great book and I highly recommend it. So the audiobook version actually was really good. So I I can't decide if I really like the physical book more or the audiobook version more. Both were really great. And to be honest with you, this was the one book that I, I reread in 2022. And then I reread another one, uh, another biography called I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jenna McCurdy. I reread that. I actually did the same thing. So I read the physical book and then listened to the audiobook. And for that one specifically, I didn't really particularly like the audiobook because she just was speaking so quickly for me. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I can't catch up here. And I was at one speed. She just read really quickly, which, you know, is is great. She reads really quickly, but I, I just. I just couldn't process that. I was like, whoa, what's going on here? I usually go at 1.2 speed, but man, she, I, at 1.2 speed, it was like almost two. I was like, damn, okay. But then than that, the, that one was really good. I highly recommend that book. But again, with that one, I'll talk a little bit more about that next week. I'm going to drop another episode over that next Friday. But for that one, I specifically like the physical book more than the audio book. But both are good, and I highly recommend either one. If you like audiobooks, try it out. If you like physical books, give this book a read. Definitely. I would definitely read it. And if you like either or, I would go with the physical one. And then I would listen to the audiobook. And then for this one, uh, for Ralph Macchio, Waxing On, I didn't have a preference. I, I like both of them equally. The physical book and the audiobook are really good. Ralph Macho talks really well in this one and he doesn't speak very quickly so uh, it was really good and you know for me I love audiobooks because it provides more of a movie in my head than actually reading physically. It's weird but I'm more of an auditory person so when I read I don't get that same movie sequence as if I listen to the book. And that's why I, I particularly like to listen a lot more now. And what I transitioned to in 2022 is listening to more audiobooks because it allows me to remember more information. As I'm more of an auditory person, again, like it goes in the fact like I have majority of that information like in my mind as a movie or as like a documentary and it just it's just playing in my head. And it doesn't do that, and I don't do that well with physical books. And I, I have to work on that for 2023. I'm highlighting more in 2023, and I'll be focusing a lot more on reading a little bit quicker, but also focusing on getting that movie scene in my head while I physically read. So that's what I would say about the Ralph Macchio audio version. It's really good, either form. The physical or the audio version are really good, and I highly recommend If you like Karate Kid, you'll love this book. He talks a lot about Karate Kid, and he barely mentions his family life or his life before Karate Kid. So I I really enjoyed that. Honestly, I just wanted information about Karate Kid, and that's what he provides in this book. All right, this is uh chapter 6, the 80s of it all. So this gets right into the uh, or the 80s movies and this is what he has to say. Page 126, this is what it says. Another century of the decade was a training montage, well any montage for that matter. Montages were king, a simple cr- cinematic concept that reigned as a champ of 80s cinema. Prime examples can be located in Rocky 3 and Rocky 4. Footloose, The Breakfast Club, and Top Gun, and arguably the best of all was Karate Kid. Well, he's a little biased, but Karate Kid was really good. Many music videos inserted to indicate the passage of time or the growth of a character in or plot. In every season of Cobra Kai, there's a discussion of where the 80s montage will sit in that particular chapter and what totally badass piece of music will underscore it. It's like vintage art revisited and nearly framed for today's audience the 80s music montage was an essential part of the fabric of that era and fits like a glove into our show. It's been an absolute fan favorite every season, but no matter what the bells or whistles were in that era, The Karate Kid and the other films I've referenced stand the test of time, mainly due to the heart within their stories. And I'll talk a little bit more about this after. But the staying power comes from those moments and images that make an emotional connection with the audience, as with any storytelling, we love these films because we care. We can relate. They strike a chord and harken back to a time that was simpler than today, or at least we may feel that way. That is not to imply that the that time was better per se, but it was simpler. Even with the 80s of it all, the emotional elements seem clear in those movies and firmly grounded in their own reality. I think that's why the films stay in the audience's heart. For, but man, who doesn't crave some Huey Lewis... Soundtracking McFly in a skateboard chase. As a Joe Episato anthem driving LaRusso into the tournament finals. History repeats itself. Try and you'll succeed. Never doubt that. You're the one and you can have your dreams. You're the best. Sorry, couldn't resist clicking out of your head the rest of the day. So that is again chapter six, the 80s of it all. 126 page 126 to 127. I like that last paragraph in that chapter but essentially in that entire chapter he talks about 80s movies. He talks about the revolution and the change that 80s movies had on cinematic history and I think if it wasn't for these 80s movies I don't think there would be Potentially as impactful as character-driven movies as they are today. And of course, there wouldn't be Top Gun Maverick, which just reached $1.3 billion. I think it's $1.3 billion in the box office. Something like that. It's just an astronomical number. Uh, but they did a really good job. I love Top Gun Maverick. It was such a great book, and it was a homage to the 80s where Goose died in the original Top Gun. This one as well leads into a death for Iceman. A lot of people didn't think Iceman was going to go into the movie. And of course, he made a great scene at the end there. And then he did finally pass away. It was sad, but it was a really good homage to the 80s. And I, I loved every second of that movie. I watched that movie, Top Gun Maverick, 10 times. I watched Top Gun. 20 plus, probably maybe even reaching the 50, right? I've watched that movie over and over again, and that's what gets to the fact, like, 80s movies, that's what, like, I've grown up to watch. Me and my bro would watch just 80s movies. My mom and dad would always pop in uh, in 80s movies. My mom separated or, you know, my parents were divorced when I came back here in Maine. I grew up in Colorado, but once that we moved to Maine, they separated, and Honestly, like, both of them showed us the way of the 80s movies. That's the only things I've watched growing up. 80s movies. Like, fuck every other movie, man. I I didn't even watch anything else. 80s movies, live or die, baby. So I watched Karate Kid. I watched Karate Kid, like, fucking 40 times. I'm I'm No joke. I've watched that movie so many times. And the biggest thing is I love Karate Kid because it kind of reminded me of Rocky. Yeah, I'm not a big boxer, dude. I, I I hate boxing. And so I didn't really get into Rocky. I love the kind of the the training montages. I love everything going on with it. It was pretty cool. But I never was a boxing guy. And I never really got into that. But when it, when I got into karate, which I did karate for a couple of years, it was like kind of the better, better time of my years. I loved it. I love karate. I still kind of do it here and there. And for me, it, it kind of provided... A little bit more, better perspective on why I love this movie so much. Because I love karate. I it just kind of resonated with me. And I was like, yes, that's awesome. I never went to a tournament before. I never went to a tournament though, and I wish I did. But I did spar, and I was petrified sparring people. Petrified punching people. It was just, it was really weird. But when my ba- dad came, I, I would, I would give him a little rundown. I'd beat him up a little bit sparring wise <laughs> but yeah it was it was really cool and to be honest with you it was it's a different sport movie you know you don't see karate as a sport movie and then you see it you're and you're like fuck dude that's good and so he talks a lot about the first movie he doesn't really mention anything a little bit about the second or third movie he provides a little details here and there about the second and third movie i wish he provided a little bit more information about that but it's okay the first movie was the kind of the premise of the entire series and kind of really stick with the first one. A lot of people just stuck with the first one and really enjoyed the first one. So, but he didn't provide a lot of information on the second or third movie, which I didn't really like. But again, like the first movie is the one that I've watched heavily. So I really enjoyed how he put more focus onto that. So it's like kind of a mixed feeling for me. It's not only with this. So he talks about in that chapter two about mixing the Karate Kid franchise with Rocky I mean the so the same director that directed Rocky actually directed Karate Kid which is why I think Karate Kid did so well again like if you mix two of those series or two of those characters into the same time frame it would be pretty cool actually I think it would be pretty nice if Rocky becomes the mentor to Daniel Larusso because of course Rocky's a little bit older. I think that would be pretty cool and it'd be an interesting matchup and interesting kind of sequence of events if that did occur. But, of course, it did not. It didn't, you know, pan out. Also, what's funny is this in this chapter, he talks about another great favorite movie that I have in the 80s is the Back to the Future movies. I've watched those over and over again. My dad and I just would watch them over and over again. I mean, they're the, they're the better movies of the 18, 1980s. And so I watched him, and I didn't really realize that Marty McFly, so the person that does that is Jamie J. Fox, is the actor for that role, Marty McFly. The crazy thing is, and I'm, I'm trying to picture this, right? And Daniel Aluso, or Ralph Macchio, actually had the opportunity to be casted as Marty McFly. And I'm like, mm-hmm. see? And he talks a lot about how... Acting has its its place right you see Jamie J Fox as Marty McFly now, and now you can't picture that as someone else now if it was someone else like Ralph Machia, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's Marty Mcfly picture that but you would never know that another person would be or you know that iconic character Jamie J Fox if Jamie J Fox wasn't marty mcfly if it was someone else you wouldn't have known that jimmy j fox would have been a great selection for that movie so i think it just kind of fits in well and that's what daniel or, or well daniel Lewis or rolf macho talks about in this book is that those movies were selected and the right actors were selected for those movies for him rolf macho and crowdy kid jimmy j or jamie j fox Michael J. Fox, sorry, Michael J. Fox as Marty McFly, etc. cetera, right? And you kind of see those roles. You know, the movies in the 1980s were crazy, and I've watched a lot of them. We're talking the Star Wars movies. We're talking Indiana, Indiana Jones, Top Gun, Karate Kid, 21st century, and toward the end of the 20th century. And I think it was a very important decade for movies and then also for music as well. And it's cool that he provides a little bit chapter on the nineteen eighties. I love that it all started in the nineteen eighties and I really liked how he provided homage to the nineteen eighties in this one. Again, there's a ton of nineteen eighties movies that I can just list on that I've watched over and over again. But I think the nineteen eighty movies is the ones that I'm always going to go back to and definitely gonna show my kids because those are the best ones. And, of course, Marvel movies, because Marvel movies are just a wonderful sequence of events that it took 10-plus years to make. And it's just beautiful character development, and I love how they portrayed that. It's just wonderful, and that's how you do it, James Cameron. Oh, yeah, by the way, Avatar, the new movie Avatar sucked. and I did not like it. I actually left one hour Into the movie because it was such a shit movie. So if you watch it, let me know how you think about it. But I thought it was a horrible movie, had the same characters in it, same villain, and kind of the same concept, besides that they're playing in water and the villain is blue. Wow. Woo. All right. Before I rant on that a little bit more, I'm just going to stop talking about movies because I could just talk about movies all the time. But 1980s movies, again. You can argue, but I think they are the most pivotal movies to change cinematic history for the better. And I think uh, without these 80s movies, I don't think there would be as good movies, as good character development as the, as for the movies that we have now. All right, the last thing I'll say is that hey, this book is a really good book. Now, I'm probably going to reread it again in 2023. I, I have already listened to it this year. I, I Honestly, I'm probably going to look at it again, probably read a couple sections, a couple chapters again. Honestly, I, I love this book. I enjoyed this book. It was really good. And you it know, brought me back to The Karate Kid, the movie that I've absolutely loved. Now, if you have not watched Karate Kid, Watch Karate Kid. Let me know what you think about it. But let me know. Like, it's one of the better movies. Now, if you haven't watched a lot of 1980s movies, definitely do some research. Because 1980s movies are pretty good. All right. We're talking about the N.N. Jones movies, the E.T. movies, Back to the Future, Star Wars, Top Gun etc those are really good and then of course 1990s movies like the top ones for me are Forrest Gump Santa Claus etc those are good ones too but I think 1980s movies man like I think changed everything again like for me after I read this book I definitely watched Karate Kid I haven't watched one or two yet but I'll probably do that this year probably check it out poppy pop in the movie maybe the VHS tape I, I honestly, I, I think my mom has one of the VHS, VHS tapes. If you don't know what that is, it's basically uh, the DVD when the DVD wasn't existing. It was VHS tapes. So it was this block of, or a plastic box that you put into a, a machine and it plays the movie. Now we have DVDs, which I think DVDs are going to be the new VHS later on. In the next 10 years, going to be more streaming devices now, streaming platforms. And that's really what's been tra- transitioning for the last several years. Yeah, I'm going to pop that movie in, probably watch it. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I haven't really watched two or three in a while. Those are not my favorite ones to watch. And I think that's why he provided a less information about him because those are not his favorite, but also not many of the the fans' favorites either. They're not the best but for me i liked how i have mixed feelings about it like i really wish he provided a little bit more information about you know terry silver etc like in the third movie but he didn't i think that'd be pretty cool because terry silver is like he's a bad guy like he's uh you know he's an arch villain he's like worse than johnny which is the sensei for johnny lawrence but you know this guy is is bad he would kill someone to be on the top. But, you know, in the Cobra Kai season, he's rich as hell. He has all this money and he still has the ponytail and he's still a fucking cocky ass, fucking arrogant guy. But he, he kind of backs it up, too. He's like, he's kind of cocky, but also he's like, he knows what the fuck he's doing. I, I I thought it was, they provide a lot of good homage to the Terry Silver character in the fifth season of Cobra Kai and I thought it was really good you know I really liked how the Cobra Kai season really speaks and provides homage to areas that were touched up on briefly like in the movie and now they can just hone into that a little bit more and focus a lot more on that like Terry Silver character or you know Ali Mills coming back which was phenomenal or even and then also talking about Chosen, he makes an appearance in the Cobra Kai season, which was absolutely amazing. I really enjoyed that. So ultimately, I, I, I liked how he didn't really touch up on those, but I also really wish that he did. But other than that, um, I'm probably going to watch those again, kind of see what I missed and then probably watch season four and five again. In Cobra Kai, because those are my favorite seasons so far. I love how they provided a little bit more information about Johnny, the the sensei for Johnny Lawrence. And then also, the that was the fifth, fourth season. And then the fifth season, they touch up on Chosen a little bit more, and then also Terry Silver. And that was pretty cool. I really like how they provided... For this season, like for Cobra Kai in general, they provided a lot more emphasis on side characters and then also other major characters that were in the Karate Kid franchise in the 1980s. And that's what I really like. Honorary kind of message for the person that made this sh- movie the way it was, right? Mr. Miyagi. And Ralph Macho talks a lot about Pat Morita, which who plays Mr. Mar- Miyagi in the the book. He also talks about Elizabeth Shue, Ali Mills in the book as well, as well as William Sabaka, which is Johnny Lawrence. Johnny Lawrence is the blonde, badass villain in the guy into the first movie. And he still has this like revenge in Cobra Kai season. It's just, ah, I love it. 30 years later and you still have a revenge over your high school friend and you still love your high school girlfriend which is kind of interesting it's just like coming back into like the high school days and it i love how they bring that all back into full circle and then bringing in more characters and i love that then all of a sudden you can take out the major characters and put vibe emphasis on these characters like the new ones that are coming in etc ultimately like what or ralph macho mentions in the book it's uh, the miyagi verse and i i really agree to that you can you can branch on this a lot more now and ultimately it's it's going to be cool and i i can't wait for the sixth season in cobra kai so that's just me like i i i will keep on ranting about this book But I'm going to stop. This last part was more of a rant session. But again, it's a really good book. I highly recommend reading it. If you like Karate Kid, if you've watched Karate Kid, if you want more information about Karate Kid, definitely check this book out. Go read it. Come on. And also, Books A Million has the uh, signature signed book still in stock. So if you want his signed book, which I was able to get on October 18th, it actually sold out for a brief period of time. And I think Books for Million was like, hey, Ralph Macchio, uh, could you sign more books for us? And he was like, yeah, sure. So they have a little bit more left. And so if you guys want one, Books for Million has a couple copies left, I believe, or I don't know how many copies they have actually, but it's in stock apparently. So if you guys want a signed book by Ralph Macchio waxing on, definitely check out booksamillion.com. They have a uh, signed copy there. I couldn't find it on Barnes & Noble, and of course, Amazon doesn't have signed books. The best place to get signed books are either Waterstone, Barnes & Noble, or Books a Million, or even Premier Collectibles. Uh, P- Premier Collectibles sold out of this signed book, so the only place right now that has a signed book for Ralph Macchio is Books a Million, or if it's still available at the warehouse, I'm not really sure, but if you guys want to sign one, definitely check out books I I bought the sign one. Uh, I honestly, I don't really like the signature. It's kind of messy for me. I can't really distinguish if it's, I can see the R. I just, I can see the M, but I can't see anything else. It's more of like a doctor's signature, but it's not one of my favorite signatures, but I'm really glad that I bought this book signed. It was one of my ultimate purchases that I had to make. For 2022, when I saw that the book was coming out, I was like, "Okay, I'm going to go and try to buy this book signed." Uh, I couldn't find it at Barnes and Noble, so I just bought it through Books a Million. And that's what I did. I got it in the mail. I was like, "Yes!" So it's going to be in my collection for a while. But the thing is, I love signed books because you know it allows you to have the opportunity to have a great signature signed collection book for your Collection for me, I'm getting to more into signed books mainly because, like, I, I, I live in Maine, so I'm not able to go to like New York City or even California or even North Carolina for some of these author events. So it, it allows me to have a signed book without going to those events. Now, of course, I would love to go to some of those events later in the future, but we'll see. Uh, as of right now, Maine doesn't really have a lot of signed events. I want to potentially have that opportunity later on. And I think it would be pretty cool to go to one of those signed events, probably in New York City or something, but we'll see. As of right now, I'm going to suffice. I'm going to compromise with just buying a signed copy from either Waterstones, Barnes & Noble, or, or Books a Million. And again, it has, it, like, the signatures, like, he doesn't put it on, like, the, the title page or anything like that. There's, like, an actual inserted page. So he just signs a couple pages, like, 50 or 100. And then what happens is the publisher will insert that inside the book. And so it's bound. And that's what they do with signed books. So it's not personal, right? It's not, like you know, it doesn't have that same feeling as getting a signed book from the actual person. Again, it's a compromise and I'm definitely adding this to my collection. And I I don't mind them inserting that page in there. I mean, like the book is signed. It has that page in there. He has a signature in there. So it's, it's totally fine for me. But again, if I'm able to get a real signature, like straight up face to face with the person, if I was face-to-face with Ralph Macchio, man, I I wouldn't have, I I wouldn't be able to speak. I'd be like, oh, I'd be like staring at him, trying to process what to think. And then all of a sudden I'll be pushed out because, you know, obviously there'd be like a hundred people behind me trying to get a signature, but that's just my opinion about signed books. But if you guys want one again, booksmillion.com has one. Let's kind of end my little rant here. Mm -hmm. All right, so that's it for this episode. Again, I talked to you guys about the audiobook version, what I liked uh, a little bit about that. If I liked the physical or audiobook version more, I also talked a little bit about how I liked this book a lot, what things I liked, especially specifically talking about the movie and how they spoke homage to the, the Karate Kid series, the 1980s movies with the Cobra Kai season, and talk a little bit about Cobra Kai season. Again, that show is Absolutely amazing! I love how they tie everything together from the 1980s, bringing in major and side characters, and I, I love that. And of course, bringing homage to Mr. Miyagi, Pat Morita. God bless you, man. But I think he did a great job, and you know that's why I really like karate. Cause it's just Matt Morita, Mr. Miyagi, man. It's just he was such a great mentor, such a great instructor for. Daniel LaRusso. Now, if you could have that same person, same mentor for Johnny Lawrence, I think it would have been totally different. It's a totally different story. And then I talk about 80s movies, talk about how I love 80s movies. I provide a little quote and a par- couple paragraphs from chapter six, 80s of them all. And then I talk about the, give you guys a little rant about the book and the, the series, Cobra Kai, and then the movies. And how he talks a lot about the first movie, but not the second or third movie. And then I finish it off with talking about the sign book that I got from Books and Million. I couldn't find it anywhere else, but Books and Million had it. So I had to buy it, pre ordered it, got it in. I was like, yes. So if you guys want a copy, definitely check out BooksandMillion.com. They have a, it's in stock now. So I don't know how many they have, but it's cool because I'm able to add that to my collection and definitely going to keep that until hopefully I'm able to pass that on to my kid and hopefully he or she or they like it so we'll see if they don't then I'll just keep it forever until I pass away but uh definitely I'm so excited about that signed book that I have uh it's just one of the the better books that I bought for this year I don't really like his signature that much it's kind of messy for me but Nonetheless, it, it was a great book to to buy for this year. I bought a little bit more, so I went, like, I went on a splurge a little bit and bought a lot of signed books for this year, so I bought Terry Crews' signed book. Again, that one, I don't like really the signature that much on that one, but then I bought Steve Martin's book signed. That was pretty cool. I have a pre-ordered Tom Hanks book, hopefully, from Bonds Noble that I'll probably get, and then I have uh, Straight Shooter from Stephen A. Smith, ESPN analyst, you know who he is if you watch sports. I have his signed book coming in from Books and Millions, so we'll see. And then I got Chris Paul's signed book coming in uh, that's launching in June. So I, I can't wait for that. That's an NBA superstar. place for the Phoenix Suns. And then Lewis Howes, uh, the host podcast for School of Greatness, I have his signed book on pre-order as well. So I'm really excited. I just kept on buying these signed books because I don't go or I don't have the opportunity to go to these signed events. So it's uh, kind of a compromise for me to get kind of a signed book for my collection and you know provides a lot more value to me sentimentally and then also monetary wise to be able to have that book onto my shelf now I, I probably won't highlight any of those books I really touched my signed books but I'm like thinking maybe I should highlight it maybe I should read it but I don't know we'll see about that but that's ultimately the summary of this episode a little bit of rant that's what it is I I just I rant when I like something and I think it speaks volume specifically for this book so that's it thank you guys so much for listening stay tuned I'm providing an episode every Friday next week is going to be Janet McCurdy's book I'm glad my mom died I'm going to provide a little bit more of a rant than I did this episode over that book how I love that book and a lot more so stay tuned for that book review next week